0: Hey guys, welcome, to hope it helps. My guest today started his career working in the financial industry and then transitioned into a sales role. After working in the corporate world for a couple of years, both he and his partner Elsie decided that they want to venture out on their own and start a business together. They have both always been passionate about health, fitness, and nutrition, and given their backgrounds in the F&B industry, set out to create a platform that provides people with multiple healthy food options, making healthy eating more accessible, and as a result, Eat Clean was born. After running the business for two years, they decided to completely pivot from an aggregator of healthy options to a meal plan company, and as a result of that change, have enjoyed incredible success. During this episode, we discuss his journey of building Eat Clean, he shares with us his experience and the lessons he learned starting a business, and we talk about the misconceptions surrounding entrepreneurship and the importance of hard work and dedication in order to achieve your vision and goals. I have been very fortunate to watch his journey closely over the last few years, and to see what they have achieved today is really inspiring. Starting a business is always a challenge and with lots of up and downs, and I think a lot of people could learn from his experience. And the best piece of advice he would share is to find out what works for you and your own definition of success, do it well, and work towards it. Please welcome to the show, the co-founder and managing partner of Eat Clean, my good friend, Mr. Basil Dibs. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. So um, I think you've had a pretty, a pretty interesting journey over the last few years uh, here in Dubai. For those who don't know, me and Basil actually went to uni together. We had classes together. So we've been through a lot <laughs> together <laughs> over the years. And it's been so awesome to see your journey, you know, starting your own company and stuff. So I think a lot of people could learn from your experience. So today I want to talk all about eat clean and, you know, what it is and where you guys are. Awesome. But for the people who don't know Basil, yeah. why don't you give everyone a little introduction?
1: Sure. So eat clean is basically a healthy meal plan where we offer subscription boxes that are delivered every morning, um, which include breakfast, lunch, dinner, and two snacks. Uh, basically, it helps people achieve their health and wellness goals um, and just simplifies their life. Okay,
0: so it's all about, so when you guys started uh, Eat Clean though, that wasn't the original like, plan. So why yep. don't you take us back to the beginning and where, was the, what did, the mo- where did the motivation for Eat Clean come sure. from? How did that come together?
1: Sure, so just to start off in terms of motivation, meaning uh, why eat clean or why start a company?
0: Both, Okay. let's go for the company first
1: Sure, so first of all, um, both Elsie and I were in our corporate jobs, obviously um, like everyone else Not too happy with the day-to-day 9 to 5 Doing something you don't really enjoy um we were in a relationship for a year together, and the first like couple of months when we were talking with each other, we both like had the goal or the idea of starting our own business okay um, it was never an idea of us doing it together, but we both had like an aim of starting a business, and it was like our ultimate goal so um about a year and a half, uh, of being together. And like, we used to hang hang out with each other during lunchtime, during work. And we'd sit down after lunch and like, we're like, man, this life sucks. Like (laughs) life has to be better than this. You can't like, you can't live like this. Um, and, uh, I remember like we were thinking day and night, like what idea could, could we start? What, what's something that could work that's needed um, and we are always into health and fitness. And um, she's a dancer and she's a dance teacher. So uh, being active has always been part of her life. Uh, for me, I was always going to the gym, trying to eat well. And um, another thing is that uh, both of us had a background in F&B. I was working in Nestle. She studied hospitality management here. Okay. Um, and F&B is a big part of it. So, initially, the idea was to kind of start a healthy concept or like a restaurant where, um, you know, you just get wholesome, nutritious food, super easy. Also, another reason I wanted to do that... (laughs) Is cause when when we were in Ibiza. Oh yeah, Ibiza so Yeah, I remember Ibiza. And we were on like I was on the verge of death. <laughs> <laughs> and I was walking down the street and I saw like this organic market um, on the side and it was like really small. There was a super hippie lady working inside and I just went in, I couldn't even speak. I'm just like throat is sick. <laughs> She's like, mm. I'm like, S- smoothie, like, yeah. I saw smoothie, I'm like, yes, something to, like, open up, like, let me breathe, Yeah. and um, she's like, what do you want in the smoothie? I'm like, apple, lemon, and anything that's yeah. good. Yeah, por favor, please. <laughs> please. So she goes, she gets, like, a small basket, she picks out the apples, she picks out the lemons, she picks out, like, um, turmeric root, which back then I didn't know, now I know, and... I know how beneficial it is. Mm. It's an anti Mm. inflammatory um, product. Spice. 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 Right. So um, basically, she mixed everything together, blended it, and then she's like, she said something in Spanish. I'm like, what? She's like, no, no, no. I'm like, What? She pulls out the honey. I'm like, yeah, there we go. That's what it's (laughs) about. She hit the spot. So basically I drank that juice. Two minutes later, I was able to breathe (laughs) um, and I just felt amazing. Mm. So I was like, man, wow, I can't believe like you can actually heal yourself with food. Yeah. And that was also another reason why a healthy concept was a great idea to start. So when we started doing the research, of healthy concepts in Dubai we realized that there are actually so many that exist that we didn't know of and um, we like went to so many different places saw so many different concepts and Mm. honestly we're like wow these places really do exist like it was always skimming through all these aggregators like Zomato, Deliveroo, Mm, Talabat and not being able to find something that's healthy or Um, fits within your requirement. And obviously nowadays, everyone's like gluten-free, you know, vegan, trying to be healthier, high protein, so on. Um, So we're like, okay, why not create a concept that actually aggregates all these healthy places so it's so much easier for people to find what they're looking for and order directly. Um, And that's how Eat Clean was born. Okay. Um, You could basically search for, you know, a certain type of dish whether it's a bowl, a wrap, um, burger, whatever it is, and if you're looking for a vegan, gluten-free, so on, like you just put it into the search bar and it populates items uh that are around you and you can get delivered. Okay. So it's super specific to your dietary needs and um we basically just worked with over hundred restaurants, uh, onboarded them throughout the years, uh, built some amazing connections, uh, worked really hard on getting the brand out there. Um, And basically, after two years of struggling and trying to make it work, we're Mm. like, you know what, it's just uh, uh, the competition is just way too much. Uh, Also, while looking for investors, uh, all of them were afraid of the whole aggregation business and Um, told us that you know there's way too many players out there with too deep of pockets which obviously makes sense but sure, sure. We we're trying to hang on to the concept and just the idea of you know we don't want to give up on it yet and just do literally everything we can to make it work so
0: initially sorry to interrupt you guys wanted to be kind of like i guess the is a motto, but just for exactly. healthy, healthy food exactly okay
1: so basically it was just a healthy food aggregator yeah um and uh, we stuck to that concept for the first Two, two years, two and a half years um, we built the brand well uh, but there was just way too many moving parts and way too much investment needed to make it work um, and we decided you know it's time to pivot and go towards something that would work and is a proven model and exists because Eat Clean doesn't exist anywhere in the world and we thought you know we're gonna you know, create something new and You're chasing that unicorn or that huge exit. And then we're just like, you know what? We just want a sustainable business that pays the bills and (laughs) (laughs) we're happy. So it's crazy because all these other aggregators work more on a um, valuation basis rather than a net profit basis. So what do you mean by that? So basically, a lot of them don't actually make net profit. Um, Deliveroo is a multi billion dollar company and it hasn't turned a profit. All it does is raise money from investors, inject money, and grow the business in terms of revenues and in terms of customer base. Which, in order to do that, you need to have super deep pockets. Okay. Uh, which we didn't. Like it was a self funded business and we did everything ourselves and tried to manage and bootstrap with any way, with whatever we can't, you know, try and boost sales. Sure. Um, but when it comes down to it, you really need huge marketing budgets. Um, but now looking at the current conditions with COVID and stuff, so many other businesses are actually pivoting into the aggregator model. Um, interesting. Okay. Like, um, for example, entertainer app. Yeah, sure. Uh, previously they never did any home delivery or food delivery. Now they launched their own app called munch where because they already had a database of restaurants and they're working with other partners that just made sense for them. Sure. And obviously people aren't eating out as much as before. And um, now they're they're like confined to home. So they have to make it work and pivot it towards the home delivery. Uh, also another thing, Noon just recently started Noon Food. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I had no idea. Um, so lots of players are starting to get into that space which is already like crazy crowded and just requires way too much capital Um, so yeah
0: interesting that's really interesting that you guys started with the aggregator model and then you pivoted now to away from it yeah Yeah. away from it yeah and now because of maybe the situation and everything that's happened now people are going back to the model that you guys tried to do but the main thing that you said is to do that successfully you're going to need to have significant investment 100 percent, significant investment to build and grow that customer base in that business one thing that was interesting when i was thinking about like eat clean and stuff is so typically when you start let's say you're starting a company right yeah. you have a vision in mind whatever whatever it's a product whether it's a service and you're building around that and companies typically don't pivot as early as you guys did so which i thought was very interesting because to go from what you guys were initially which was an aggregator of healthy meal plan healthy meal uh, options and restaurants and so on to switch to a meal plan based company which is what it is now is a complete shift in the business like you you built the network of healthy restaurants but you're not an aggregator anymore you know it's you're now delivering like meals it's it's a completely different business model and that so why don't you take us through what inspired you guys to make that change? How was it make was how difficult was it making that transition? Because I imagine it's basically a complete new business in for a way, sure. right? Yeah, for
1: sure. Um, it's crazy because when we first started, whenever we would say, you know, we have this business called Eat Clean, people would aut- automatically assume that it's a meal plan company. So oh, really? To, yeah. Oh, they assume that. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. Okay. So we had to shift the mindset from. Um, us being or the first impression being that we're a meal plan company to actually know we're an aggregator and then trying to explain what we do it's like it's it's a lot to explain to someone which maybe doesn't understand it um to us it initially made sense and obviously like we're like wow you know this great idea no one has thought of it And, and then later down the line we realized that there were actually quite a few people that thought of it um but uh, didn't yeah. succeed, or are still trying to do it right now. Yeah. Um, another thing that we were doing was we were aggregating restaurants, but we also focused more on the healthy grocery side. So basically, we would work with different healthy concepts and like smaller vendors that aren't very well known in Dubai, and kind of sh- sh- shine the light on them. I provide them and then, a platform. Exactly. We yeah. gave them a platform to to be able to sell their products on. And then once we started doing that, Deliveroo started doing that. And then uh, Talabot started doing that. And now, again, you can see all of them adding groceries as another vertical on their app because obviously, again, the conditions asked for it. Yeah. So in some way, like we did or thought everything could potentially work out, but... One of our biggest setbacks was obviously the huge amount of capital that you need in order to make something. Sure. In order to make something like this work. Um. So, what was the question again? No, we were, you guys
0: were pivoting to like pivoting to the meal yes, plan so, that transition. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Uh, it happens. Bro. <laughs> it's all good. Don't worry about it. So, um, yeah, basically, uh, after after trying, yeah, it's funny that you said that we pivoted so soon we feel like we pivoted too late like interesting okay uh because we try to push as much as we can because the like the most the first thing that comes to your mind when you're starting a business is i don't want to fail like the first Mm. thing that comes to your head is i'm gonna do everything i can not to fail because first of all uh the pressure from family and friends and just the idea of you starting a business is already so out of the ordinary uh, and for you to like fail taking this huge risk is one of the worst things that that could happen to you mm. or at least like as an entrepreneur starting failure is the biggest fear yeah uh, so you always have to like focus on that positivity of you know what we're gonna make it work and that's what made us stick out for so long and try to make it work over two years. We were literally like it was blood, sweat and tears the first two years. I can imagine. And I can imagine. And we did literally everything we could and I probably lost like easily five years of my life <laughs> just because of those two years. But uh coming out of it it's it's an incredible experience. Of course. So back to the question of pivoting. Um It was the idea that, again, we don't want to fail. No matter what we do, we're going to make Eat Clean as a brand succeed and we're going to make it work. So before we decided to uh, remove all the partners from the platform, we started working on a business plan of what we're going to shift to. Um, Also before uh, pivoting, we basically started also aggregating meal plan companies on Eat Clean. So we would sell meal plans and earn a commission through okay. our platform. Okay. Uh, so we listed like multiple meal plans and um, we saw that, you know, the meal plans were making the most money for us. Although the transactions were so much less than the business with the restaurants, we noticed that meal plans, yeah. like numbers wise, it doesn't lie. Like meal plans worked. Yeah. Um, And the bulk of the business, like in terms of number of sales, it was less than half. But in terms of revenues, it was more than 60%. Okay. So even less than half, it was probably like 20% in Mm -hmm. terms of transaction numbers of transactions. So when you look at the numbers and it's clear, like what works and what doesn't, you automatically as a business owner decide, you know what, I'm going to cut this part of the business out and shift to what works and after we saw that uh, a lot of these meal plan companies like weren't too open to the type of collaboration we were doing um and there were so many limitations in terms of you know us asking the rest uh, the partner what works, what doesn't work, how can we cater to this client's needs. We're like you know what, screw it. Why don't we just create our own meal plan? And it just makes things so much easier. Where we already boosted the sales for all these meal plan companies significantly. We might as well like the promotion we were doing was insane, and the marketing Elsie was doing an incredible job. Uh, so the meal plans worked. Yeah, uh, and we're like. We have to do it for ourselves. Uh, Margins will be more than double. makes complete sense to do it. And that's how we started. Okay. Um, As he started creating recipes and we started looking for a kitchen to work with, uh, the brand was already there. We just created a whole new marketing strategy and a whole new direction towards what we're going to work to And, uh, yeah, that's how the meal plan started. We slowly phased out all the other partners we were working with. Okay. And uh, started putting our brand as the forefront, Mm. uh, changed the website completely, changed the app completely. So within maybe a span of two months, one month. Uh, we shifted completely from having partners to it just being eat clean. And it was the best decision we ever did. Wow,
0: two months only to make all those, like, make such a big change. Yeah. That's a very short time. Yeah. Uh, we
1: Because we've been thinking about it for a while. And uh, it was always. You were thinking about it for about a few months before you 100%. started making that move. Oh okay. okay. uh, sure. It was always the question, like, all right, what are we going to do if this whole aggregation model doesn't work? Um, for sure, we didn't want the brand to die. Everyone was like, lots of people were already familiar with the brand and, and the health and wellness industry. We worked with so many influencers, and so many people knew the brand. Eat clean. It's mm-hmm. just um, we needed a product that sold. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, by shifting to the meal plan, we created some something that is actually in need, uh, and it worked out. Yeah, and
0: was uh, something interesting that you said about. Um, when you guys would work when you started working with meal plan companies and that's when you noticed that that was generating the most revenue for you but you guys had limitations you said you had limitations because you couldn't really influence or i think maybe the right word is control how much you could like i guess maybe sell or like like generate more revenue or what was like that that limitation specifically for
1: sure so basically it was our focus was more on pushing the brands that we were working with rather than pushing our own brand. So uh, there was also a little bit of a confusion with clients. Like, okay, we're ordering through Eat Clean, but I'm getting it from another company. And then it was it was a little bit confusing to the client, number one. Okay. And number two, like, we're putting marketing money into promoting other businesses rather than ourselves and pushing their sales way more than we were pushing ours. Okay, okay. Um, and those were kind of the limitations Mm -hmm. and also limitations from the side of the customer like i mentioned it confused them a little bit and also we had to go back and forth with these client uh, with these companies and ask them what works what doesn't work what are their policies like i remember compiling a sheet completely with all like the different things for each company trying to trying to ease the process and i'm just like it it just doesn't work like it just makes so much sense to create our own brand Mm -hmm. and push that fully and completely instead of being scattered with all these other brands and trying to make them succeed instead of our own brand succeed. i think you made a
0: good point about the the interesting thing you said is that the client was confused because it it makes total sense i'm ordering from you but i'm getting someone else's food so like what you know the question becomes why i don't understand what's going on yeah um, but you mentioned something that I think is really important when you 're starting any business, for example me, like me right now, the business i 'm trying to start, which is my coaching and like my, my therapy and like all that kind of stuff, building your brand and yeah. that 's something uh, again, when I started like the podcast, I knew zero yeah. about like marketing yeah. and like promotion. I knew nothing, and I still probably know nothing i 've learned yeah. some things but i 'm learning the importance of building your brand, so how when you guys started out what was like i guess what was the vision for the brand do you know what i mean like what did when you thought of eat clean what did you want people to like think and feel because i think that's such a crucial part when like you're starting a business and trying to get awareness because yeah. you did it for two years you guys built the brand yeah. and that's why when you made that pivot you had like people knew what eat clean was and what it like represented yeah. and that kind of carried through into yeah. something your plan so walk us through like that whole branding
1: so uh, honestly when we first started i was like you like I had no clue about branding. I had no clue the importance of a brand and what like just saying the name of a brand means. Um, the good thing about us is that the name itself is clear. Like it's a fantastic name, are. by the way. It says all. Honestly, like it really <laughs> like, does. It's like literally, okay. just eat clean. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I had no clue about the importance of branding. This was all LC like. She had a background in marketing and PR and she understood brands and branding and even in terms of like artwork and colors and everything. Like to me this was all like out of this world. I yeah, never yeah. understood it. Um and then obviously throughout the whole journey I started learning and starting to understand the importance of a brand. Um I don't have an Instagram. Never had an Instagram. I had an Instagram for like Maybe like a Two hours. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> so I canceled my Instagram account. But um, it's so important for a business to have an Instagram account or just have a presence on social media because that also builds your brand. Mm. Um, even though, you know, maybe people don't really interact with your page. But if they see that you have... Um, a good instagram page you're a trusted brand like they land on your page you have a good amount of followers you have a good like feed like they know good, you're legit like good content yeah yeah good yeah, content. yeah exactly they know you're legit mm. um so that also fits into like the whole branding of things and lc again handled all of that so building the brand was so important and that really helped us to to attract people and for people to know exactly what we're about So it was literally all Elsie, and I just learned along the way. Kudos to (laughs) Elsie, great job.
0: That's awesome. That's number. I think made a a very good point about the importance of social media because, again, I when I started like the podcast and everything, I'm not I'm not a promoting kind of guy. Like I just I always felt (laughs) like yeah I know you are that's (laughs) why you get it. Like I never felt comfortable doing that. But you learn I learned very quickly that if you want to build something. Like, especially nowadays, you have to. So like, that's why I have like Instagram, I have Facebook, I have the website. I'm just like for me I'm just like ah, <laughs> there's so much to do about
1: honestly though it's but not my, strength. <laughs> it's but not my you're, strength you're really doing that. like even when I'm scrolling on Facebook aimlessly and I see your face <laughs> on your chair I'm like oh yeah he's doing it that's right that's the famous chair man I get so much shit <laughs> for that chair
0: you have no idea yeah. have people they are like why do you use that chair I'm like bro I'm comfortable I don't care like, it doesn't have to be like a professional chair like, oh, whatever yeah, 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 it's too good yeah it's no so even funny.
1: the way that you do your like short snippets and stuff like that it's, it's brilliant yeah I need to bring those you back you know what you're doing i I, I hope i'm trying (laughs) i'm trying just doing my thing but
0: um coming back to um something that i thought about and because me and you have talked over the years i've been with you through this journey so like i we've had the difficult conversations like at key points in the business you know when times are hard what is the biggest misconception people have about starting a business that now that you've started a business that you know Um, Because people think Sorry, before you go Because one of the things is that You think Oh, I'm starting a business That means You know I don't have the 9 to 5 I don't have like all that stuff But if you're starting a business yourself, you have, like, the 9 to (laughs) 9. You know, you have the 9 to 12. Like, you're working maybe double or triple. So, I think that was something that we we talked about in the past. like, I didn't think
1: that was going to be. But what do you think? So, uh, it's funny that you say that because, like, entrepreneurship is so glorified and, like, the idea of you having your own business is... Like, it makes it seem like a walk in the park and it's going to be beautiful and nice. It's... But whatever entrepreneur you ask will tell you it's a roller coaster ride that will beat you down yeah. to the ground, <laughs> <laughs> and like whenever you feel like you're destroyed, it'll just pile up on top of you. But uh, it's just part of the journey. Of course. And whenever, like, when I quit my job in Nestle, I was like, yeah, no more bitch work. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, finally, I'm free. <laughs> and I remember my dad told me he's like. <laughs> You think you're free? <laughs> I'm like, man, what's this guy talking <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah, he's like, I
0: know, I th- I'm free now. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Fast forward a few years later, I'm like, God damn it, man. Yeah, those right, words, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they haunt you. <laughs> they haunt you for sure. Um, so it's, um, I was like, yeah, for sure. Like, I'm, I'm not going to do bitch work anymore. Yeah. And I'm free finally. And then you realize that this is the epitome of bitch work. If you yeah. don't do yeah, the yeah. work, no one's going to do the work for you. 100%. Like you literally have to roll up your sleeves, get down and dirty because n- no one is going to do anything for you unless you do it yourself. Um, so wh- whoever wants to be an entrepreneur, just be prepared for that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's not, there's a lot more, there's a lot more behind it than there's you think.
1: There's definitely a lot more behind it and um you just have to do whatever you can to make it work. Like, yeah. it's it's not a walk in the park, it's not a breeze, but if you really set your mind to it and you work hard towards it, you will eventually reach your goals.
0: Yeah. Was there any point that you felt... um like you're like i don't know like after like maybe a year in or something that you're like i don't know if like i can you know i can do this or i don't know if this is you know because sure. naturally those doubts for start sure. coming in for like i think everyone that's trying to start a business myself included for you sure. know. i'm feeling the fire sure. and started so i'm like i don't know very yeah sure.
1: it's um it's an endless like nag in the back of your head like mm. what if this wasn't the right decision what if you know it's not gonna work out what if uh, you know, I could have been chilling, like earning a salary, end of the month, you get that text message, you're like, yeah, it feels amazing. <laughs> but back. that's the only thing that feels good. Everything other than that is a horrible feeling. And I think that was like the main motivator for us was waking up in the morning and not hating our lives. Like mm. uh, like you mentioned, um, it's it's not a 9 to 5 or 9 to 6. We were working double what we were working, maybe even triple what we were working in our corporate jobs, but deep down inside you know that you're doing this for yourself. And you know that whatever work you do and whatever work you put in is for yourself. Mm. So um it's it's completely different. Like um when you when you just wake up and decide like this is all i want to do like i just i can't imagine going to that desk and sitting down i used to just that moment of being at the desk at 8 Mm a.m was was like horrible
0: yeah yeah because i remember you uh, because i'm you started in finance for a while and then you moved into sales and you seem to enjoy the sales side more than, sure. than the financial side because you sure. used to even tell me before i, I even started sales you're like don't do finance <laughs> like you're not going to sit at desk and like be on excel all day and when you said that i was i always remember that by the way because i'm like why is he saying that like I, I think i should start but after working in sales for a while like i i feel you and one thing i think we share being in sales is I love sales because it's dealing with people Same. and it's um super creative because yeah everyone's different so and I think it's the ultimate like personal development training ground because you pick up that phone 100%. if it's a bad call next second, you were saying I think uh, coffee machines at the time, yeah yeah, so like yeah exactly <laughs> so if the next the next call has to be like on point, you know that you have to learn sure. from the next one, but why I didn't like about it and why i for my last job i'm like i'll never i won't be in sales again, I will sell, but I won't be in sales again mm-hmm. is you're only as good as your if you hit your target. Yeah. You could do 9 to 12. You can put in sure. everything you could and still not hit your target But it's sales. It sure. happens sometimes. Sure. And that was so frustrating for me. So with the thing you said about waking up every morning and putting in 100 hundred, two, 300%, but it's for you, for like me or yeah. for you at the end of the day. It's just a completely different feeling.
1: For sure. You know, for sure. And um just trying to like We sell on a daily basis. Being an entrepreneur, Mm, you're selling yourself. Like for you, you're selling your own brand, which is you. For us, we're selling Eat Clean constantly. So it's an endless sales job. But again, it's for you. Yeah. And you're going to hold yourself the most accountable because it's your business. And if you don't achieve your own targets, it's on you. It's on you. It's on you. And that's that's one thing I like, though.
0: You know, I like that you can't, there's no one to point the finger at, there's no one to think, like, you gotta look at yourself in the mirror like, oh, did you not do or achieve what you wanted? There's no one else around, <laughs> no one bro, else. it's you, yeah. it's just you. Literally. But I, I like having the, I like having the control. Yeah. You know, I for think, sure. and like, cause at work, you can, like we said, we can do everything right, but again, you work for a company, a company doesn't do well, whatever yeah. the case might be. So definitely, I'm 100% for like, sure. with you on that. For sure. And so when you guys were starting the Coming back to eat clean And when you guys made that pivot Yeah Because I think we spoke I can't remember We spoke recently And you were telling me How you guys actually started to make your own meals So walk us through like that process Because I, I think you mentioned You guys started working with like nutritionists as well And like yeah. So how did how did you get like sure. Get that ball rolling
1: um, So we compiled like a lot of recipes And uh, this was again LC because she has a great uh, background in F&B, and she kind of understands food. Uh, so she compiled all the recipes. We put them together, um, worked with a nutritionist to put together like a well-balanced meal plan, uh, put all the calories and macros for every single item, categorized them in terms of gluten-free, vegan, and so on. Um, Got it. Costed by the kitchen, um, and just put the menus together, and yeah, started.
0: And how often do you guys like change up, the, like start, like innovate the recipes, so, of the meal uh, plans, and like all that kind of stuff? We
1: try to every three months so to every update recipes. Yeah, every quarter, um, and just to keep things interesting. Because obviously, if you're eating the same food continuously, you're just gonna get bored. Mm. Um, but uh, we have a good rotation going, and hopefully, keep adding more recipes with time.
0: Yeah, so every quarter you guys decide to you know yep. mix it up, keep it interesting. Because I for guess, sure. like you said, food's something super important. For like sure. If I I will not eat the same thing that I eat in the morning. Like lunch has to be different, and dinner has to be. For different. sure. I'm one of those kind of people, but, yeah. but some people can be like I keep salmon eat the same like thing I can for like, like three days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just not yeah. that kind of person. Yeah. Um, what was the I guess some of the biggest challenges you guys faced like along this journey you For know sure. what was the things that you're like you didn't anticipate or there was just a lot to overcome maybe business wise and maybe personally as well because again your group must have grown like sure. 10 years in the last like three four years because you're like starting For a sure. business yeah
1: um so there were many challenges on the way in terms of the business side uh we it, like it was, it was amazing to start off the business. So starting the business is super easy. It's getting the sales and making the business a success, which is the difficult part. Mm. And um, the main challenge for us in that aspect were all the aggregators. And obviously, it was an already super competitive space um, when we were looking to raise money from investors because, like I mentioned, we need a lot of capital. Um, our main challenge was that it's a super competitive space and you just need way too much money to mm. make it work mm. um, which initially we didn't see or tried to maybe ignore but we, we were stuck with the idea and maybe we were a little bit too emotional about it and we like no we have to make this work uh, but again the numbers don't lie um, the market doesn't lie if if you don't see that there's a jump in sales like there's supposed to be, it just means it's time to change, it's time to move on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the biggest challenge was definitely trying to find investors to raise money from in order to grow and really take the business to where it's supposed to be. Um but uh again, like we we did a lot and uh we also kind of shed a light on this side of the business to the other aggregators like uh we were even part of deliveroo's questionnaire like they were asking like what have you heard of eat clean before is this something of interest and so on uh they also created like a healthy section zomato 2 created like a healthy section and started highlighting all the vegetarian items and stuff like that so we knew that we were doing something right it's just maybe we weren't in the right time for it like a lot of the investors said that you know if you did this like five years ago it would have been brilliant like you would have exploded but now it's just way too oversaturated Mm. so yeah in terms of um, business challenges it was just the oversaturation of the market in that sense in that sense yeah Um, and in terms of the personal challenges it's That idea of, you know, you don't want to fail. Like that constant thought of, I don't want to fail. I don't Mm -hmm. want to fail. I don't want this to fail. And the idea of, you know, did I do the right thing? Was this the right choice? Um, Is this the right path? Like a million and one questions come to your head And I'm sure you experience it too. 100%, bro. (laughs) Um, But honestly, one of the main things I realized is just don't chase the money. The money will eventually come to you. If you really do what you're passionate about and you really believe in what you're doing, the money will eventually come. But if you chase the money, it's it's not gonna come. Yeah. So you need to make sure you find that need again in sales and you need to sell yeah. that need. Yeah. Um that's the most important thing and there's there's no way around it. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think you said <laughs> And two things that I really resonate with, which is number one, not chasing the money, chasing the, um, you know, chasing the passion or chasing yeah. the vision. Now, at the same time, we do have to be realistic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's as a bunch, you can have 10, as much passion as you want, but at some point you do need to make some money. For sure. But I, the point um that you made, I think, which is really important for anyone looking to start a business, or I think in lots of things in life is. Switching from short-term gain to like the long-term game. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not like where will I be next month? Did I make sales in this month? Yeah. Did I this? But where will I be in True. like five years? Sure. Where will I be in ten years? Because then you have like you know where you're going. Yeah. So the rest is kind of just execution and adaptation. You know, True. as you go along. But True. I know that's a very especially coming from sales background. Why do we like sales? Because end of the month or whatever, we get yeah, that commission, we're yeah. like, boom, there yeah. we go. We got that validation. True. But it's such a difficult thing, I think, for a lot of people to make that switch. That's so
1: true because uh, also another thing is talking about the bitch work. Like the amount of time I spent in front of an Excel sheet, like <laughs> I can't even explain to you, but like I was doing stupid shit, like renaming an item, for example, but thousands of items. Mm-hmm, yeah. So while I'm doing it, I'm like... Like, I had no doubt in my mind why I'm doing it because I know that it's a long term thing that I'm working for. Like, obviously, I'm not going to get any instant gratification from it, but I'm doing this because I am building my business. Like, it's every stepping stone we went through and everything we did was a stepping stone to achieving the successful business it is today. Yeah.
0: I think um, a good point that you, that you mentioned just now, it kind of comes back to what we were talking about the other day, which is what's the why? Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Because that's, I've been like, as with, with all the coaching work I've like learned and some of the people I've coached and stuff, like that is such an important thing that I never, I always, I guess, either didn't, I underestimated or I didn't pay that much attention to. Yeah. But that's the bedrock of it. True. That's what carries you through from the short term to the long game. True. Because I'm like, oh, this is my why. I'm like, ah, okay. So if this is the why, then the long term game is where like I need to go yeah. like, to get you yeah. know, the why. For sure. So when you started the business, what was your, I guess, what was your why to start the business? What did you want?
1: Um, so honestly, I always try to pinpoint my why and try to understand what the why was and sometimes I may get distracted with what the why is and obviously lots of people just get distracted with whatever you're doing and kind of lose sight or lose track of why you're doing this but the other day I was watching um, Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank Tank. (laughs) Um, he's a douchebag on the show but he's actually an amazing yeah. yeah, he's a genius he knows how to make money for sure And uh, one of the things he was talking about was about a story of him when he was younger. So basically he was like, I don't know, 13 years old, 14 years old. And it was summer break and he had a girl that he had a crush on that used to work at the mall. And then he decided to get a job in an ice cream store right in front of where that girl works so that he can ask her out and like spend time with her over summer. So he ends up getting a job at the ice cream store and he works as a scooper. And um, it was time for closing and he cleaned up everything and everything was done. And apparently, whenever people come to the ice cream store and they're chewing gum, for them to taste the ice cream, they take the gum out and they throw it on the floor. So basically, the whole floor was kind of covered with patches of uh, chewing gum. Okay. And uh, he had a date with this girl and he wanted to leave. But then the store owner was like, uh, no, you can't leave now. He's like, "Why? I cleaned up. Everything's done." She's like, "No, you have to scrape off the chewing gum from the floor." And he's like, "I got so pissed off, and like, I'm like, I'm a scooper. I'm not a cleaner. Like, I'm not supposed to be doing that stuff." And it was that moment when he realized that he wanted to be a business owner and not be an employee. And there are two types of people in the world: mm. either business owners or employees. Yeah, and. That was his why. His why was that he didn't want to be someone's employee and he didn't want to have someone telling him what to do. Mm. And then it clicked in my mind. I'm like, this has always been like my goal. I always wanted to be free. I always wanted to be my own boss. I didn't want someone like breathing down my neck every second asking me, you know, what's going on? What's happening? What's this? Now I ask myself what's going on? What's (laughs) happening? You know? So I think the main why is freedom. Freedom. Yeah. Yeah and
0: i think that's from a lot of people i've spoken to who have started businesses and stuff that it, it's the freedom the freedom is one part the control and in, and inshallah of course the the aim is financial independence for sure. because that's what gives you the for freedom sure. to do you know whatever you want to do for sure but yeah man starting businesses is hectic no. Like, <laughs> like for me the lucky thing in my in my case is that Long term, I don't. I have an idea of what I want, but I'm not sure. And but in the next like two three years, the business is just me. Like I don't have an employee. Yeah. I don't have anyone. It's just Khalid and Khalid's time. Yeah. But definitely would love someone to do all the social media because <laughs> <laughs> it's so hectic. For sure. It stresses me For out sure. a lot. Uh, but one thing I remember when, uh, over the years, there was a point that because you guys are doing so, like you said, you guys are doing so many of the things that you you had to do because there was no one else to do it. But then you started hiring some people, yeah, a couple of people, and you told. I remember we were talking, and you told me that it just freed you up to focus on, like, to focus on the business in a much sure. better way, in a much clearer way. So, I think a lot of times entrepreneurs, when they start a business, especially if, it's, if let's say like it's you yourself, or like you and like for example, Elsie, like two people, you want to try to do everything yourself, but you get to a point that. You realize you need help so what was so how was that like when did you guys realize like you know we need help to like take this to the next stage because i think that's something people sometimes feel weird about
1: for sure and um like when we first started again this whole idea of us being the boss and whatever like we hired social media agencies we hired accounting firms we hired um, you know graphic designers photographers everything And then when you look at the numbers, you're like, holy shit, I'm spending so much money. Like, I can save money on this. I can save money on this. I can save money on this. Um, Both Elsie and I learned how to advertise on social media and on Google. Um, We bought a camera, started taking pictures of food ourselves, uh, because we used to take a lot of pictures and used to spend so much money on pictures to post on the platform. Um... She, we used to hire a graphic designer now as he learned how to use Photoshop and does literally all the artwork herself. It looks awesome, by the way. Yeah. It's great, it's great yeah, stuff. I look, like, really I'm like, saying, how do you yeah, do this? I have zero skills. With this <laughs> I appreciate it. For sure. So all of these things we learned out of necessity and you learn to really take matters into your own hand. Like it even helps in your day to day life, whatever it is, like you don't just wait for people to get it done. Uh, You do it yourself. Yeah. And uh, what you're saying about, you know, I hate, uh, like, I hate handling social media and stuff like that. You're going to hate a lot of stuff, but obviously you're going to learn everything along the way and you're going to get good at it so that eventually once you do pick up and kick off, you have people that you can really train and really tell them what exactly what you want Mm -hmm. to get what you need. Yeah. Um, So... Every single startup didn't just automatically, you know, be huge. Like of course. Everyone rolled up their sleeves, did everything themselves, improved on it, learned, and um, got to where they were supposed to be. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you have to learn.
0: Yeah, I'm 100%. Like, when I, like, I I say it all the time, but when I started this I thought it was so simple. <laughs> I'm like, what is a rule? Two mics, a conversation post? <laughs> yeah. I did not know yeah. the animal that's like behind yeah, the stuff, man. Sure. But I, did, I had to learn so many things: like sure. editing, uh, audio quality, uh, sure. how to speak better, like yeah. everything. You know, my first couple. Of, I remember, like, listening back to the first couple episodes, I'm like, I'm like the whole time, <laughs> and I'm just like, shut up, don't say anything, let the person <laughs> speak, and then we continue but yeah like you said i think it's such an important point that you learn it's all about learning right? For sure. you got to learn and i think the good point you mentioned is your are learning will, so that like the learning that you have and the experience you have when you start getting the help that you need you'll probably have a much better chance of that being s- sure. more successful i guess you know For sure yeah like we we're saying you know i think learning is the most important thing yeah so now that you've Been running the business for a couple years you guys have done pivots you've done so much (laughs) you've probably learned like a million things like over the past few years what would you say was the biggest lesson that you guys or you learned for example from all this
1: the biggest lesson i think it's more of like a self like my biggest lesson was me like mm-hmm. n- knowing what my strengths are, what my weaknesses are, what I can improve on. Um But the main thing was, I guess starting a business really isn't easy. Like there are, like you said, a million and one things that really go into it. And um it's just, You have to roll up your sleeves and get down and dirty. There's no other way. Yeah. That's it.
0: Yeah. Just accepting that there's a lot more to this. There's
1: so much um, and you just need to do it yourself with every aspect of everything. And if you remember when you first started your sales job and I told you like it's it's the biggest learning experience you can have. Like it changes the way you approach people, the way you are with people. I think the main learning aspect of it is getting down and dirty and literally doing like a million cold calls and <sighs> try, <laughs> trying to sell and that's it. Like just really get down and dirty yeah, and do what you got to do. No, 100%. Like, and it's so funny
0: that you mentioned the cold calls, man, for like those three years. <laughs> I can't even like, it th- must have made thousands, yeah. thousands. You make like 30 calls a day oh for like three years. Oh I'm just like, man. <laughs> you know, I just like to meet someone and be like, you know who we are. <laughs> I know who you are. Let's sit down and like, let's have a conversation, not like, hey, this is Callie calling. <laughs> I'm like, well, I never want to do that again. But oh god, yeah. knowing knowing how life is, um, <laughs> there's gonna come a point that's gonna For go sure. back back to the cold call calling.
1: But when you compare yourself like three years ago to where you are now and who you are now, like you you can't you can't trade it in for anything
0: else no 100% priceless for sure price. i wouldn't have i wouldn't be who i am now without like all for that sure. stuff for sure um, what advice would you give to someone who's looking to start a business so i think that's something that you know that's something that's quite
1: for sure important for sure um, the most important thing is know the market Uh, know what you're getting into do your research understand who the competitors are where do you fit in what's your unique your unique selling point um, what are your strengths what makes you better than other companies um, what is the potential market share you can earn um, so basically having an idea is easy I'm not sure if it was you that told me this but a million people could be having the same idea while taking a shower but there's only barely like a handful of them that would actually take action and do something about it. Mm. Um, So having an idea is easy as the legwork and research and stuff you need to do before actually even starting. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So um, just do a proper study, know what you're getting into, um, financial model, very important. Yep, yep. Um, those are the main things to look into, for sure.
0: Yeah, I think that's a very, very good point. And like you said, an idea we've had, I've had 10 million ideas, you know, and then I'd go speak to my dad and each one's like, oh, that's like shut down, <laughs> <laughs> shut yeah, down. For sure. But with good, but with fair reason, for you sure. know, the 100%. Um, and one thing on the research point, because I think that's an interesting one, you know, like when I'm doing research about something, the question I always like think to myself: I'm like, is this enough? You know what yeah. I mean? Because I, I could always do more research. For sure. You know what I mean? So, for example, in in your case, yeah. Before you guys actually started and executing yeah. and like building everything, how long was that research phase?
1: So, um, there's always something you can learn and know, and like we literally just started off with googling, a basic business plan. Uh, sample and then you erase all the information that's available and you plug in your information uh, and then throughout meeting with different people meeting with investors they start telling you you know it would be interesting to know this it would be interesting to know that so obviously you're not gonna get all the information but at least you'll start having an idea of what you're supposed to include with time um, and It would be great to show this business plan to other people, get their feedback, get their input. Uh, Also have a mentor, have someone that has been through it. Like we've met with so many people that have gone through so much. Um, Lots of them have successful businesses. Lots of them have failed businesses. So just it's an endless learning process. And having that business plan is so important and improving on it. Um, it's the most important thing for Yeah
0: sure. So having the business plan And just iterating on it As you know for You sure. learn And as time goes on For sure Like I remember In the beginning of quarantine I took like a Like a course online To like build a financial Like or a business plan and Whatever Yeah And Bro Like my head hurt so much <laughs> I'm like You change one number On like sheet one It affects like The net profit in sure. like sheet 12. <laughs> I'm just like, what are you talking about? And it's all connected 100%. for me. I'm like, okay, that's not my strength, but it's. I think it's super important to know.
1: But um, the financial model, like samples are super complicated unless mm. you're really like into Excel. Um, so I usually recommend just starting a plain, super easy, simple financial simple. model. Yeah. But for the business plan, um, they're... And that's like the bulk of it, but again, you learn. Like you're yeah, not yeah. gonna know everything yeah, yeah, of off course. the top of your head. You're you're gonna research what you know. cac means. You're gonna research what certain things mean that you never thought you'd understand, and then eventually, you look back like a year later, and you're like, holy shit! Like, let to improve the cag. <laughs> 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 Gotta improve the cac you know. <laughs> so uh, yeah, again, it's just a learning process.
0: uh One thing I think about because you mentioned it a couple of times. uh in our conversation today was about the like the whole idea of investors and getting investment Now, I had this conversation with my dad and because in my mind like the question I asked myself is is it possible to grow a business without getting investment like after because I know you guys got in like has investors and whatever so and that seems to be the natural trend for most businesses and most yeah. you know companies but is it um, is it a must in your in your opinion like what do you
1: think So, um, honestly, for us, when we started the business, we never thought of raising money from investors. Um, but generally to start a business, you need to raise money from friends or family or obviously from your own savings. Yeah. Um, at least as seed money to start the business. Um, and different natures of business have different needs. So for us, we never went into the business thinking that, you know what, we need to raise money and we need to uh, look for investors and whatever. But then you reach a point in the business where, you know, you're running out of cash and you need to keep the business afloat. Uh, and the only way to do it is by raising more investment. Um, but there are certain businesses that work without raising money. Like, we didn't raise any money and now we're finally a profitable business. Um so, it depends on the nature of business. Generally, for tech companies, yeah, um, they do raise money. And every day, there are tech transactions. And there are hundreds, thousands of startups starting every single day, tech startups. Like, we used to go to um, tech exhibitions. And, like, the most random ideas, the most random thing, like, it's insane what people start yeah but um yeah to answer the question there are certain types of businesses that do require it and others that don't they don't um, but if you want to have a very big and strong penetration then you need big money
0: yeah no that makes sense so you can grab like the market share and like, sure. have the right marketing budgets and campaigns really push and like, sure. t- start taking the market on For I think sure. that's a very good point um, something you mentioned uh, about tech companies because essentially that's what you guys are yeah you are a tech company yeah. um, what was more difficult building the website or building the app because everything's an app now and i know like having like a great app experience like if it's if you take like more than a second on like any app that any of us would use you will never use that app again yeah. so having that experience is so crucial but the website's also like your home that's who you guys are yeah. and that's why it's super important so what was how was the balance between those two things so
1: um for us we initially started with the website for a couple of months which is usually recommended because you learn so much from the user journey the user experience how you can improve on that and then you apply that to your app okay so you don't end up spending money on a website and an app and then you work on improving both and then it's just burning money for no reason
0: okay so the uh so the website if i understand you correctly gives you the roadmap for the app kind of in a way like in terms of experience and journey and okay cool Okay, okay so
1: the idea is to build the mvp which is the minimum viable product and just be able to transact on it um and see what the response of um clients is uh which we didn't know we just started and tried to build as much as we can and just Spent insane amounts of money on tech, but then you learn, obviously. Yeah. Um, so the idea is to really build like the simplest form and try to sell using that and then build on it with time. Okay. Um, and uh, you were saying which one was more difficult to build. Yeah. They're yeah. both just as difficult. Um, we weren't very lucky with the, with the developers that we worked with. So it was a nightmare. Uh, out of those five years i would lose from my life probably (laughs) four of them were from developers (laughs) and uh, elsie was handling a lot of that part so i'm sure for her it's even worse yeah yeah i can imagine (laughs) but um yeah if you have a good developer and you have a good tech team it's it's way easier now that we've learned so much like um it's much easier for us because we understand how things work now. Previously, we we just had no clue and all these shitty developers would take advantage and they wouldn't really do the work right and then you have to go back and redo the work. So it was just an endless cycle of pain. Yeah. Like you do something, then something else breaks down, then you fix something, then something else doesn't work. Then it was just a nightmare. But um, now with our experience, like we realized that there are so many tech companies out there. Like there's no need to reinvent the wheel. Like if you're, you've are you decided to start an aggregation app or an aggregation website or whatever, all you have to do is go on Google and search, you know, food aggregation app. And then so many companies pop up and they tell you, you know, have your app within, I don't know, one month, 20, 30 days, whatever it is. And it costs you way less because there are these existing like, templates kind templates, of templates yeah, exactly yeah. and they just kind of um cater it to whatever you're looking for so that's what i usually recommend whenever someone asks me like i want to start an app what do i do just google literally
0: mm. and then you just yeah because again the, the rest of it is down to you like you need the template but exactly. the user experience and like exactly the wording and the colors for and sure. that, that's what's the i guess for the biggest sure. customizable so, part right yeah
1: the most customizable part is the branding and the colors mm. and you're going to have to do very minor tweaks to like the user journey and the user experience and how it looks because it's already a proven model and people have already tried it and it works. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's up to you to choose the best one. Mm. Or you can just build it from scratch and lose a couple of years of your life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, one thing you said about not reinventing the wheel. So one of my guests, we were talking about entrepreneurship and people wanting to start businesses and so on and yeah. there's this buzzword with like entrepreneurship which is disruption disruption yeah, yeah yeah. and the guy and he said something and i was like i really like what he said and he's like man everyone's trying to reinvent the wheel why don't you just work within the supply chain <laughs> it's there yeah. you can still be successful it depends what, but again it depends what you want because i had another conversation with friends like if you're looking for like something huge, like really big you know like billions and billions yeah. it's probably going to need to be it tends to be something disruptive
1: yes and no okay what do you think because kareem is literally a copy of uber and they sold to uber for three billion dollars oh, okay you're so right. you're right that's true and again this whole idea of you know a unicorn exit billion dollars is just uh, not realistic like no. all entrepreneurs aim for that but it's one in a million like Again, don't try to reinvent the wheel. Just yeah. do something that works yeah. and do it right. And yeah. do it well. And that's it. You have a business.
0: Yeah, exactly. Nah no, man, I think you I think I think you said it very right. <laughs> um, one thing that I've learned from like speaking our conversation today is how much you probably know now about so many different things. You're starting this business about tech, about like using the sales experience, finance, like sure. all that shit, like all the things that things all that has come together and to see where you were and <laughs> your journey over the last few years, and the hair when it was pulling out, <laughs> and all those days to be where you are now, man. I'm so, so proud of you, and you should yes, be very yes, proud of yourself. It's awesome. I mean. um, for my last question, what is the message that you like people to take home with them today?
1: Hmm.
0: Oh, and kudos to lc too, by the way. This is the team. Yeah, guys, for, for sure, anyone listening, this effort. is a team <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about.
1: <laughs> Uh, the main thing for them to take home is uh, do what works for you and do it well. Um, previously, I used to think that entrepreneurship was like the pinnacle of success. But there are other people that find other things as success. So everyone defines success differently. Yeah. It's just find what you think is success follow it, and do it well.
0: I think that's awesome, man. You know, just find, like you said very correctly, just find what works for you. Everyone has their own version of success and just work towards that success that you're looking for. Sure. for. Awesome. Basul, thank you so much thank for you. coming on the show, Thanks man. For having me. I really appreciate it. I uh, love the conversation, learned a lot. And Same I think you. anyone listening can take a lot from it, you know, when it's coming to look, thinking about a business, starting a business. So I think it could be very helpful for everyone. So thank you so much. Thank you. To so everyone, thanks guys for listening. I really appreciate it. And as always, I hope it helps. Peace.